And good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. I'm Craig Irwin. To my left is Brian Besh. And we normally have Chris in here, Brian, but he's like doing cook stuff in the back. We've given him a different job every week, and now it, it seems like he's actually working this week. He's reverted back to his original job title as a cook. Yeah. So he, he'll be with us here in a little while, I'm sure. But we're at Bullet Grill House every Wednesday night, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. Y'all come out and see us. Almost a full house in here uh, already as we sat down. We're about quarter past six. Yeah. And, uh, and if Chris was here, he'd probably tell you about all the, the food and the specials and everything. But we just had some fried green tomatoes that were excellent. Dude, off the chain with the jalapeno ranch. Very good. Yeah. Uh, strongly recommend those if you're a tomato lover. Even if you're not, try yeah. them because uh, they're not tomatoey. Man, I, of course, everything that we've had here has been fantastic. And we say that, and I, I know people will probably roll their eyes every time we say it. But, like, it's actually true. Like, everything that we've had has been really good and it's uh, it, the menu's so huge you can keep coming back. I, I would think for a couple of months and not get the same thing twice. So, my best friend lives in Lagrange, and uh, him and I've been friends since we were kids, little kids, like two, three years old, like friends. Anyway, somebody li- you've met. Yeah, yeah, he's listened to our show. He listens to it every year, right through football season, talking football, the whole nine yards. Well, he came down last week, headed to um, his brothers to get set up. They got on a new lease up in out of Groveton. So he swung by here and had lunch, had a burger, and uh, he was sold. And there's a place up 190 that we used to frequent, and he said it's like equally, if not just a touch better than what the place up the road is. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway uh, – Bullet Grill, we can't talk enough about this place and uh, how good it is, the service. To me, it's it's the fact that you can get something different uh, than, than you can at most any other restaurant. We've been here, we've been doing the show here, what, three years now? Yeah. Three years. And we have not made it through the menu yet. No, no. And that's including the times that my wife and I have came. Yeah. Still haven't made it through the menu. And it's like anything from egg rolls to whole chicken wings to subs to sandwiches. I mean, you can get like a seafood platter I saw the other day. I didn't even know they, they did stuff like that, but uh, it's it's crazy the amount of stuff that they've got. So 401 Highway 156, Point Blank, Texas. If you haven't been to Bullet Grill House, you're definitely it's the best kept secret in East Texas. Uh, for, it, for sure. So uh, I had a good week of high school football last week. Been a busy week this week with the short week. You've right. had a couple of good weeks. Uh, well, the Trojans yeah. have, anyway. Well, the Trojans have, yeah. And, and good games to call for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the win over Liberty and then and then last week, uh, Cold Spring being in there with uh, Splendor, team that you're going to see the end of the season, and you're going to be able to see them in Livingston and uh, the Splendor Wildcats. And, and uh, so a lot to talk about in that game. Uh as uh, we progress on tonight and uh, get ready to talk about the big matchup that Cold Spring has this week. Yeah. As, uh, boy, do they have an opponent on their hands as uh, Hampshire Finette's coming to town and uh, couldn't have picked a better night for Hampshire Finette to come to town and homecoming (laughs) this week. So uh, it's going to be a – Exactly when you want a distraction. Yes, exactly. So 
Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, actually looking forward to Hampshire Fanet coming into town uh, with what they've done. Might last be the toughest year. game on the schedule. Pre-district wise, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think uh, if you break the schedule down, looking a little bit deeper, um, there's still some pretty tough games. It's the toughest as far as ranked teams yeah. on the schedule, most definitely. But uh, I would I would say it is the. I mean, there's others going to present its own challenges, like you know, you got the rivalry also, um, the shepherd, the, the yeah. shepherd thing and, across and, town. But and you know, after. Shepard's performance last week, you know, I, I'm not, I'm never going to count Shepard out, but especially in that game, whenever they lost to Tarkington, yeah, and uh, I tried to get you to hold true to your word last week, I know. and you didn't. I know, and, and uh, as soon as I heard the score, I just thought, yeah, of course yeah. they do. Here we go, yeah. So you just coach belt i talked to him. He said just keep picking against him. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he'll keep winning. I, I figured that. I've got a, a big influence on, on what happens in the games. Yes, so. you do. Sitting here at Bullet Grill. So, <laughs> we had a lot of – there was a lot of good games uh, around the area. One of them that I really watched close was uh, the Newton-Woodville game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woodville, Woodville jumped out to an early lead and then uh, – real early. And then Newton came back and was able to put some points up. And I'm trying to pull that final up. There it is. Uh, as I get down through there. But, Talk uh, about not shying away from anybody. Franklin and Newton on back-to-back weeks to start the season. Yeah. I mean. That is wild. It, it really is. And I mean, you're talking about the two best in their classification over the past probably six, seven years. Yep. Easy. And for Newton, even longer. But especially Franklin. I mean, the amount of state yeah. championships that they pulled in and the state runs that they've made throughout the playoffs. And, I mean, you know. Newton, how many state championships have they pulled in over the past couple of decades? And and every year they're making – I mean, you can book it. They're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to make a long run. Yeah, they are. Just incredible how they would schedule those back-to-back like that. Newton pulls out the win. 44-39 was the final there. And Uh, compete. Yes, and and that's the thing. And, and, you know, my podcast this last – that went out Monday night, 590 Sports, high school sports shows. You can find it on Spotify and all the uh, other good streaming networks. but, or if you go to 590 Sports, you can click on it there and be able to listen to it. But we, we, we kind of talked about in depth uh, our district, District 93A, yeah. Division One. We're kind of in depth in, in how packed that district is, or yeah. this district is. And, and uh, you know, as we progress on it here in two weeks, uh, the week after Corgan game, we'll, we'll – I'm going to throw my district picks out here on the pregame show as as well as what we'll do in the podcast and stuff. Um, So it's going to be be very interesting, but we we kind of briefly talked about it. We had Trent Hart with NOX Sports Live on there as well with us Monday night. He uh, called in, and uh, we were able to visit with him, and he's down there in District 10, 3A Division 1. And, uh, you know, talking about the two districts and and, – how much how the power seems to have transferred from over the last three years the power had been down there in district 10 you know moving in past the first and you know getting past the first round it's like you look at the game schedules in in the teams out of district nine and the powerhouse that's there you know woodville uh the one that nobody talks about palestine westwood Mm -hmm. die ball 
Cold Spring looks like they got their stuff together this year yeah. and uh, had a good win this last week. Uh, not as good as what we really wanted, but had a good win. Uh, you know, so there's three, four teams, and then Shepard could still actually sneak in there because they're going to progressively get better each week. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we talk about, you know, briefly about District 9. So uh, you look at Woodville, they took on Newton, and, and, I mean, just took it on the chin, 44-39 as a final there. And I mean, that's a football game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, to schedule those types of things and get blown out and you're 0-2 and, and you're looking around and, and wondering where the season's going to go. But if you're competing in those types of games, I don't know what that locker room's like, but I would think that the coaches at least are very encouraged by what they've seen and the kids should be as well. So it's like Toby and I were talking, you know, whenever you go back and you got a lot of people that just sit back and look at the standings, right? Yeah. And and there's some people in town, and I'm not going to mention their names or the businesses that they own, that I'll go in there and have dinner or something other and it's like man how could you lose to so and so they're owing whatever you know Mm -hmm. but you're not necessarily what your record is exactly and and that was one of the things that toby and i talked about whenever you look at the district overall and you look at their record and you look at woodville being zero and two it's not as advertised yeah you're looking at they faced the first two weeks they faced the number one team in 3A, Division One, and then number four team in 3A, Division Two. Mm-hmm. So, right there. I mean, they there, could have easily gone down and, and scheduled down to a 2A school yeah, and, and they, run over a couple of teams, but what does that get you? Yeah, they could have scheduled Tarkington, right? <laughs> I don't know. As long as I'm picking against Tarkington, they're going to beat you. So, exactly. But – so my point being is, is uh, you know, this district's going to be really, really tough. And uh, sure. st- staying in that 3A level, Dieball went to Kirbyville. Dieball gets their first win of the season. They got a big game this week. We'll talk about it later on. 28-14 is the final there in favor of Dieball. Uh, Anderson Shiro shuts out Danbury 50 to nothing. Koontz falls to uh, Wallace Brazos 30-14 to Buffalo. Just absolutely upset by Palestine Westwood. 65-14 was the final there, and Buffalo didn't put those points up till late in the fourth quarter. Mm. That tells you a little bit about Palestine, and we just kind of talked about them. Sure. Uh, Shepard falls to Tarkington, 30-14. to Shepard jumped in early, put 14 points up real fast. Uh, and then Tarkington made some adjustments uh, defensively, was able to shut it down, and uh, was able to shut it down. And, and, and put 30 unanswered points up, you know, throughout the rest of the game. I mean, two very impressive showings so far for the new coach over there at Tarkington. So, um, and it's it's got to be difficult because, the, you know, they had the one year, what was it, three, four years ago now where they, they made a decent playoff run. But just traditionally um, a team that does not make the playoffs, does not have winning records, and does not have, you know, any sort of tradition to build off of. So he's, he's kind of going in and establishing his own thing. Well, it's been a little bit longer than three or four years since they made the playoff run. If you, you How long think, was that? you got to think back. It was about seven years ago. Brandon You're Carpenter kidding. Oh my gosh. was the head coach then, and they made a big run. We did some – we followed them uh, here at 102.3 The Eagle uh, through the playoffs. They went two rounds deep. They had Hunter Johnson in at quarterback at the time, and uh, he was doing a stellar job. And just, just a bunch of special kids involved there in that program at the time. Now they went through Stan Howard and Zach Bass and a couple others, and now they got Coach Belt in there. And what they're missing is that stability in the leadership role. And uh, 
I feel like that they have that here. Coach Belt has done been around the world and back, right? Right. As far as coaching. He was in Tarkington. He was in Splendora. Uh, he was in Livingston at one time, I, th- I think. Don't hold me to that, I think. He had been down in Anahuac just a couple years ago. Uh, then from there, he went down to um, – he was at George Ranch. He was in Cleveland. He was uh, – he went down there to – down in the valley. Him and Brian Ritchie went down there. They both came back. Uh, so, he uh, – Ken's passing notes on a plate. Is that not eighth grade? Do you love me or do you want to be my friend? Is that a love note? Three Seagrams or four? Is that what it says? <laughs> Three Seagrams or four? Yeah. It's the best I can figure. But but Coach Belt, I mean, he, he's at the point in his life where he's older now and, and he's looking for a place to settle down, right? He's, he's, want, he's back home, if you will, and uh, that's where he wants to be and he wants to uh, set a foundation. And, and be successful, and I think he's he's on track to well, do that. I was going to say the folks at Tarkington would be very wise to lock him up for a while and, and get some stability there. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, we're going to take a break here through segment one at Bullet Grill House, the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show. Uh, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank. If uh, you haven't been out here, you're missing out. Best kept secret in East Texas, Bullet Grill House right here in Point Blank, Texas. Luckily, it's just a uh, hop, skip, and a jump for you and I to be able to get over here, Brian, and enjoy it each and every Wednesday night. Y'all come enjoy it with us. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We, hear our, we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio, we record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pre-Game Show. I'm Craig Irwin. Brian Bash, and we finally drugged the man, the myth, the legend out of the kitchen from washing dishes, Chris Moran. A little bit. Dishwasher. <laughs> that's what he is. That's right. A little light-handed tonight, so got to got to multitask. Well, I mean, and that's one of the things we love about coming over here is uh, Chris, one of those owners that just props up at a table and uh, points fingers. He he gets in there and gets his hands dirty. Every or clean as he's doing dishes. I've done some of that finger pointing, though, you know, sometimes. Sometimes when I want to, you know. I, when things are going in the right direction and you, and you have the proper folks, you can do that. Yeah. But when you're shorthanded, you got to get in there and gotta, get busy. Got to jump in. I, and I like to cook. I mean, that's why. I love to get back there in the kitchen. That's my first spot, my go-to spot. <laughs> that's where you go, right? Yeah. So, now Barb, she likes to point the fingers. Yeah, she does. I see her sitting over there. She's getting her daubers ready for bingo. <laughs> She is all ready for bingo. She is ready. Wednesday night's bingo night here at Bullet Grill House. And, uh, Chris, we talked about we had some fried green tomatoes a while ago with that jalapeno ranch. Yeah. Talking about slap your mama good. That, that jalapeno ranch is good and those uh, those green tomatoes. We normally like them a little bigger. We've been getting some smaller ones in right now. so. Well, but you get more, right? So everybody I want, better. everybody get, likes yeah. it a little bigger. Yeah. You take what you can get, though, right? They were good. They were thick. They were cut right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, they weren't these thin old tomatoes. But uh, we had some good football. You missed the Tarkington talk a while ago. I know. I, know I picked Tarkington. You guys I know had you no did. faith in Tarkington. Yeah. I went Shepard. Brian went Shepard. I tried to make him take Tarkington 
and he went against his word from segment one last week. It wasn't so much my disbelief in Tarkington as much as it was my belief in Shepard. Well, you haven't been reading the San Jacinto News Times to understand <laughs> that Shepard's down. And look, I I root for Shepard each and every week. I love Miles Robinson to death. He's like a brother. And uh, great football coach, great for the kids. I, I absolutely love him. But they they lost HD Green HD Green last year. Mm-hmm. He graduated and and he was a key component offensively. Uh yeah. to make it more of a dual threat. Shepard's going through some quarterback issues, and I say issues, that may not be the right word, but they're trying to find who they're going to go with. They got two kids that, they're gonna go, that they've been using. So uh, it's kind of one of them deals you just hide and watch, and they're using those guys. And, and at the end of the day, the grand scheme of things, these pre-district games don't mean nothing except, except for your overall record. Whenever you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together, for whenever you get into district, because those are the games that matter that you win in order to move on into the playoffs. Sure. So, but a game that did matter. You knew all that about Shepard, and you still picked one. I did. I did. I thought they were going to be a little more physical, and I thought they were going to be uh, in the trenches. I, I thought that was going to be the big aspect, and I thought that was, that's where they were going to, to win the battle. Well, and, uh, and it's it's like I said before, you know, and I think I said it last week, and if you've got a new coach and a new system and you've got to bring all that in, that's a lot to install and, and be ready to go in week two and, and play a quality opponent, and evidently Tarkington's ready. They're making the adjustments, and Tarkington's playing a lot of underclassmen as well. So not only are they – winning games, but they're building for the future, right? They're getting them kids and reps at, at at sophomores and juniors, getting some of these kids some quality reps yeah. for whenever they go into, uh, you know, they're a sophomore into their junior and or, but next year for Coach Belt and the Tarkington Longhorn. So uh, we may be having a complete different conversation about Tarkington this time next year, yeah. you know, in, in their district and with how they're doing things. But, uh, you went to Neville. I did. Um, 33-28 final. I was going to say we ate some good food down there. Um, they feed you on the press box? They did not. We had to go to the – I think it's called the Blue Jay Cafe. Okay. Um, but it's it's fantastic. I've been there twice. There's um, a little Cajun place down there in Neville that's really good. It's right across the railroad tracks on the left. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Something Po' Boys. Okay. But it is – Really, really good. The wife and I made a – we were coming back from Wharton one weekend, and uh, a buddy of mine, he lives down there in Neville. He was telling me about it. and I called him. I said, what is the name of that place? He told me I shot over there, and it was really good. Believe it or not, I ate smoked salmon. Um, and that sounds odd, but I had it, uh, what was it, three, four years ago. It was fantastic. But anyway, game did not start off well. In fact, I looked over at Ken whenever Livingston got behind 20 to nothing, and I said, is it basketball season yet? Um, About that time, Livingston takes the kickoff. They drive down. They score a touchdown, and they score two more. They took the lead, 21-20, and things are looking great. And it just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, midway through the second quarter, here's Livingston. And it was a back-and-forth game from there. There's... There's two things that Livingston still needs to correct. There's 
a ton of explosive plays that they give up on the defensive side, and they still have problems with turnovers. And Ken and I mentioned it all night long. They put the ball on the ground, I want to say, six, seven, eight times, and fortunately for them, they only lost two of them. But it was it was a thing to where they were just, you know, they were playing Russian roulette with that thing, and it bit them in the very end there in the fourth quarter. They're driving downfield, and, and they've got the opportunity to punch it in. And kid jumps from behind and kind of slaps at the ball, knocks it out, and that was a big turnover. Livingston had one more chance where they kind of drove downfield, stalled out at about the 10, 11, 12-yard line there down on Needville's end, and uh, could not convert a first down and just kind of had a turnover on downs where fourth down and long, they, they attempted a kind of a bootleg to roll the, the quarterback out and get around the end, and he could not get around the end. But I, I think if you play that game over, I, I like Livingston's chances a lot because it's, it's like I said, they just they haven't shown up in the first quarter of either game. It took the third quarter for them to show up against Episcopal and about midway through the second. Uh, this past week in Needville. So you think maybe this week with Palestine they're going to get started off midway through the first? And and the coaches, you know, they say during practice they're making an effort to, you know, and it's not it's not just this week. It was last week. It was the week before. Hey, we're going to run out there right now. Let's start a drive, ten play drive. Here we go. And and it's it's kind of trying to get them into the mindset of this initial drive is very important. It's not a thing to where we can just kind of sit back and wait around. It's it's a it's an immediacy. That, that they're trying to push onto these kids. And it's, you know, you're dealing with uh, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids, and sometimes they respond and sometimes they don't. But uh, I, I like their chances this week just because there's more comfortable surroundings. Uh, they're at home. Uh, the opponent probably isn't as difficult as, as the first one was, probably more in line with what Needville is. But, um, and... They've seen the slot. Well, they've, they've kind of seen the slot T. I say that they've seen the slot T. They saw a different version of the, uh, what is it, the double wing over there at, at uh, Cold Spring. No, Cold Spring ran the slot. And yeah. so, so, I mean, it's something that they've seen, and, and it was one of the big reasons why they scheduled that, that scrimmage uh, was because they were going to see something similar with Palestine and then later on in the season whenever uh, Vider comes to town. So I, I, I like the direction that the thing's going and you know you, you kind of mentioned you know the non-district games not meaning as much it's a it's a time where you've got you know for fortunately for Livingston you've got five games to to get things right and they've got a pretty pretty good non-district schedule in order to uh, set things right and find out all their deficiencies and, and kind of cover up some some uh, blemishes on the offense and defense well, it's going to be interesting to see how Livingston puts everything together, uh, you know, and, and progressively getting better each week earlier in, in the game situations and such. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, I got to see Livingston early uh, in the uh, scrimmage. scrimmage yeah. and, and one of the things that I really liked about Livingston was how physical they were yeah. uh, in the trenches. And, and, and they still are. That's the crazy part. Still physical. They in both games they've averaged more than five yards a carry. Um, they they established a run early on that they had a counter that was that was going really well. Needville started to stop that, and then they just went off tackle. Um, there's still there's problems putting the ball in the air. 
for Livingston. So if you're going to stack the box and force them to pass, that's probably the uh, the approach that most defenses are going to take against Livingston because until they prove that they can do it, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be the one of those things, you know, show me that you can do it because I think they completed three passes uh, on Friday. One of them was for 55 yards and a touchdown. So it's possible. They can do it. Uh, they've, they've attempted a, a couple of screen passes in the game. One went way over the head, a couple of hitch passes. One went way over the head. And the quarterback has a bad habit of finishing high. But uh, the game against Episcopal, um, and it depends on which quarterback you get also because you've got one that's got a um, little nagging injury, and the other one doesn't have a ton of confidence back there, but he's got all the talent in the world. Right. So you've kind of got a, a two-quarterback system going to where – You've, you've, you've got different looks both times that you go in there. You've got a quarterback that's not as mobile as what he should be, and then you've got another one that's got, you know, he's got track speed. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a couple of different looks that Livingston can give you. And it's I, – I told Coach on Monday, I said, I feel like repetition is going to be your friend because you've got a lot of kids that are in there in these games, and starting off early on, it's like they're thinking instead of playing. And right. I think once they get relaxed and, and can settle down and just play football, things are going to things are going to move a lot better. Well, we're going to talk real quick about the uh, 4A rankings and uh, over there at the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Rankings, and uh, it's the one I go by. Everybody we talk about it. Everybody puts out uh, has their own rankings nowadays that they're oh, yeah. throwing out there, and, and Dave Campbell's they they seem to be close. It's close to on point. I think the best one to go by is the AP poll, right, is uh, for high school football. I think that's really the more narrowed down uh, one that you can go with. But uh, for for the sake of the show, what we're going to go with is Dave Campbell's. And uh, I've been following him for a long time as much as everybody else has. But uh, Tyler Chapel Hill still moved up one spot from two uh, after a China Springs loss who dropped down to three. Uh, Anna Coyotes moved up from three to two. Bernie moves, uh, stays at the four spot. Selena is at the five. Stephenville Yellow Jackets at the six. Kilgore is at seven, up from nine. Now, here's the big deal. Three teams that weren't in there, Brownwood, Lubbock, and Somerset, all cruised, uh, cruised in eight, nine, and ten uh, in the uh, in the. Dave Campbell standings, so uh, you can kind of see it now through week two that the standings are kind of shaking up, not as uh, elaborate as, as what they were, and you have some new teams creeping up in there that maybe weren't on the radar. So uh, standard early season rankings. Yes, I mean, much like college football, right? Sure. We, yeah. we, y'all are going to talk about upsets here in a little while, and uh, like the Colorado TCU game, mm. right? So uh, a lot of good stuff going on in 4A Division One, and uh, go over there to the podcast uh, t- there at Texas Podcast Media and or uh, find us on Spotify, 590 uh, High School Sports Show. And uh, we, we really talk about 4A and 3A a whole lot this last week. So uh, here at Bullet Grill House, let's talk about it a little bit since we got Chris in here. What y'all got going this weekend, Chris? Well, you know, we've got a lot of great college football games. We're going to talk college football next for our, the Saturday morning college football pregame show. But – uh, boy, it was a great weekend of college football to kick off the season, and uh, some great games to talk about. But we've got we'll have a great lineup of games this Saturday. 
And then uh, Sunday, we uh, kicking off the NFL season. Well, Thursday night kicking off, but uh, big slate of games Sunday. We got NFL Sunday ticket, so if you got your favorite team, you want to come out and watch them, uh, we'll put it on for you. So come on out and uh, catch some good football and some great food. Well, you got eight screens inside, four outside for Sunday, yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, line them up. So it uh, won't be long. We'll be watching high school football on Friday night. I mean, I know you got to watch some high school college football Friday night. as was yeah. uh, Michigan State played. Yeah, Michigan State played. That was like and, a high school game. So <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Don't tell Barb, okay, because I've been on her side for a long time. But uh, here at Bullock Girl House, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas, best kept secret in East Texas. Come see us at Bullock Girl House on 102.3, the Eagle. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio, we record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Brian Best, Chris is back washing dishes once again. Oh, no, he just got out of the bathroom from washing his hands here at Bullet Grill House. We're inside, and uh, we're looking at all the screens. Got the Astros game on uh, on two of the big screens, three of them, and uh, watching a little Astro baseball as uh, now they are in the driver's seat in the AL. Scherzer and Verlander is the pitching matchup. So. I mean, weren't they teammates this year? Yeah. I mean, so going to be a good matchup between the two teams. So, uh, it's on here at Bullet Girl House on Wednesday night, right? And uh, so we're getting to enjoy that as we're sitting inside watching all the screens and uh, the Astros baseball. But – uh, one of the things I got to watch this last Friday night was Cold Spring Trojans were on the road at the Splendor Wildcats, and Cold Spring pulls out the win. 22-14 was the final there. And I watched that. As we talk about this game, Cold Spring, I mean, it was tit for tat starting off, right, a defensive stand, and then Cold Spring finally opened it up midway to late in the first quarter and was able to put some points up. And the good thing was Cookie McGowan had turned the ball over. The one turnover Cold Spring had, fumble-wise, uh, was Cookie McGowan, just sophomore. And uh, they ended up feeding him the rock early. Excuse me, it was early in the second quarter. They ended up feeding him the rock. And uh, he was able to punch it in from three yards out, his first touchdown of the season and first one of the night for the Trojans. So uh, the sophomore got to put some points on the board. And let and it showed him that the coaches even though you turn the ball over hey we still got faith in you uh out of that fullback position and uh he was able to do that so as we progressed on through the game you know uh it was third quarter or so midway through the third quarter toby was like craig what do you do here and i was like man you need to finish a football game because the week before against liberty it was like Midway through the third, early fourth, we kind of got laxed and, and some penalty, a bunch of penalties and such, and uh, Liberty was able to, you know, come back and score. And I was like, this is an opportunity. You got you to gotta finish. You got to execute a game. You leave your ones in, and, and you play through. And uh, that's exactly what they didn't do. And uh, they – Splendor's defense stepped up, forced a three and out. We punted away. They uh, put together a drive. They found uh, they they exposed the weakness in the secondary that we had talked about early on, 
this year in the Cold Spring Trojans defense. They found the weakness, uh, running some little curl routes, was able to get some separation, completing some good pass. Uh, the quarterback that Splendora has this year, you know, I I, I had a uh, lot of faith in the kid that they had last year, mm-hmm. that quarterback, and, and thought highly of him. But this kid puts him to shame, you know. Uh, just throws a really good ball, really poised. Uh, pocket collapsed around him, wasn't scared to step up and deliver the ball. Uh, I'm trying to remember what his last name is now. It escapes me. But uh, just looked really good. Uh Splendor wasn't able to do anything on the ground. Everything they did was in the air. And uh, like I say, they exposed the secondary of the Cold Springs defense. And, uh, you know, that was one of the things that Toby and I was scared of and, and scared that would happen. Uh, when you say everything's in the air, how, how much did they throw for them? I don't have – I didn't get any stats. I would be willing to bet they, they threw for 175 to 200 yards in the second okay. half. Yeah. You know, uh, so – they showed a lot. Splendor did, and uh, they looked good. They they had some they had some points, some times in that game where they looked really really good. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple contra- There was one controversial call. There was an onside kick after Splendor scored the first time. They come out, kick an onside kick, and uh, Coltspring comes up with the ball. There's an injured player from Splendora that's down on the field. Coaches are out there surrounding him. The officials are meeting together on this injury timeout. And when the kid gets up and walks off off the field, Cold Springs offense is already on the field mm. waiting on the kid to get off. They walk out on the field. They, they're out there ready to go. And the officials signal Splendor's ball first down. Like, I don't understand it. I, I don't know what happened, what could have triggered that, right? But that's exactly what happened. So it gave Splendor the ball back, first and 10 from uh, the Cold Spring 40, right? Mm-hmm. And and Splendor would run a streaker out to the end zone, got separation, pass was complete, touchdown. <laughs> Next thing you know, we got a ball game, right? Cold Spring put 22 points up in the first half, never touched the end zone in the second half. Their defense bent but didn't completely break. And um, they was able to shut it down and to be able to get the win, uh, 22-14 as a final there. And it should have been more. Yeah. It really should have. Big game this week for Colesburg. Just really interested because, you know, Splendor had such an awful season last year. And to to do what they did that first week, I, don't know, I know Cleveland's not about to win district championships or anything, but to come out against Cleveland and shut them down, a larger school and um, – and uh, do it with the score that they did. I was really surprised that Splendor was able to, to have the success they did in week one and, you know, saw saw that the score was at least somewhat close against Cold Spring and, and uh, really interested in what they could do this year. Well, and, and you know, I, we talked about in our podcast this last week is uh, we talked about y'all's, that district, the Splendor-Livingston-Huffman district, and there's just not a team in that district that stands out. There's not one that's performing well right now, that's for not sure. Not at all. When you go back and you look at the overall record, and I can pull it up uh, real quick out of that district. If you'd have told me Lumberton starting the season 0-2, I've told you you're lying. No, exactly. You're, you're, you're 100% correct, and, and uh, I got the I got the actual record standing. I mean, we said it a couple of weeks ago. 
we fully expected Lumberton to compete for a state championship. Yeah. It's it's wild how they went from nothing to just on top of the world last year. They got most of the kids back, and they didn't lose a whole lot last year. The Huffman's 0-2, LCM is 1-1, Livingston 0-2, Lumberton 0-2, Splendor's 1-1, Vider's 0-2. Uh, out of District 10 for a Division One. So if you got a 500 record, you're in first place right now. No, exactly. And so I'm sitting here looking at this, and, and that's what Toby and I were talking about in our podcast, is there's not a powerhouse there. There's not that one team that just says, God, they're going to dominate this district. It's really anybody's game. And, and that's the crazy part. You know, it, it's kind of been that way for, for years and years and years now. Uh, Huffman was really good for a while. Splendor was really good for a while. Uh, Livingston had their year. Lumberton had their year. And it's kind of been anybody's district. It's been up for grabs. Whoever wants it, whoever wants to take it, it's it's kind of been there for the taking. Well, and you really thought that Lumberton was going to be that team this year because, like I said, they brought everybody back. I think they had nine starters on one side, eight starters on the other. And it was an incredible team that we saw. And we, we thought there was a lot more that they left on the table last right. year. So, you know, you're expecting even bigger things this year. They start off the season. Now, mind you, they've played two very good opponents. But to start off the season 0-2, I'm shocked. I, I am as well. So it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that district shapes up. And we're going to talk about it a lot more as we progress on here the next couple of weeks before y'all get into district play. And we'll throw some district picks out there, which is going to be really, really hard. I mean, it's like it is the blind leading the blind in that situation. I mean, because even if you compare schedules – you think Lumberton's probably had the tougher schedule? Absolutely, uh, yeah. Out of out of the district, I mean, Huffman did have Silsby last week. And Viter uh, also had Silsby. Viter's had Silsby. Yeah. But in turnaround to that, you know, Livingston's went to uh, Episcopal. Houston Episcopal. And, then, and uh, I, w- I would think that's at least comparable to Silsby. Um, Episcopal's a really good school. Um, and then – Meadville behind that, so yeah, uh, it's but Lumberton with uh, it's St. Thomas and and uh, who they start the season with? It was Hampshire, wasn't it? Hampshire Finette, yeah. yeah. So Hampshire Finette sitting fourth in the state right now out of four uh, A Division two. So it's going to be quite. It's going to be interesting. So uh, it's it's not like their season's over. They're zero no, two, no, no, no. and and they've lost to two really good schools, like we said. So it's not like the season's over. It's just really surprising because we expected a lot from this team. And haven't gotten anything, uh, really and truly. So uh, hopefully Livingston will turn it around this next week. Uh, and uh, this week with Palestine coming to town and, and be able to make a difference. Uh, in District 9-3A Division I, uh, Cold Spring 2-0, Crockett 0-2, Dieball 1-1. Dieball's got a big game this week. Huntington 0-2, Westwood 2-0, Shepard 1-1, and Woodville 0-2. But don't let that deceive you. We talked about that in the beginning of this program. Uh, Woodville, two very tough opponents to get this season started. And just like Lumbers, and, and, and we we got to be fair and, and do this both ways because we've talked about how wonderful it was that Woodville was able to compete against two really good schools. Lumberton isn't necessarily what their record is. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen a game that Lumberton's played. So, you know, maybe there's some extenuating circumstances that, that's, you know, keeping them from winning these ball games. But your your record isn't necessarily who you are. If you're 0-2 and you've lost to state-ranked teams, that's probably a lot better than being 2-0 and and dropping down to 3A and, and right. just rolling and over somebody. Right, and you're playing in School of the Blind, right? So uh, you kind of look at that, and, and that's kind of the, 
kind of the deal that you got to look at. We've got a few minutes left here in this segment before we move on to everybody's favorite segment, the Pickums, and uh, we're going to talk about 3A District 10, 3A Division One. Uh, as we look at that district, Anawak's one and zero in the district. Their their first game of the season was supposed to be against Newton. That game got canceled due to the fires down there in Newton. So Newton's one and zero. They beat Harden Jefferson this last week. Yeah, you look at some of the rankings. They got Newton at 13-14 is uh, where they have them ranked at. It, they've had some kids move out. Uh, some other kids move in. Um, obviously had the tragic accident uh, before pre-district ever got started. Lost two of their athletes. Yeah. Uh, three really, but literally lost two uh, in a tragic car accident. Uh, the third, I don't know, I haven't gotten an update on his state, but uh, it's bingo night here at Bullet Girl House, as y'all can hear on call 069. Uh, Buna 2-0, and that's really the team on the radar out of that district. Uh, Buna being uh, being 2-0 and uh, got a running back that's come back this year as a junior, I believe. Uh, going to be a lot of fun to watch. As uh, as I can remember when Buna wasn't ever a contender. Yeah. You know, and now here they are. They're in the talks of being a district, possibly being a district champ. East Chambers, they are what they are. They're one and one. Uh, Cold Spring faced them in the pre in the uh, scrimmages. I felt like it was a, a kind of a dead match between the two. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they finish out. Harden 0 and 2. Kirbyville 1 and 1. Is uh, they got Corgan Camden Bulldogs this week, mm-hmm. so uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Corgan does. Corgan's uh, looking for some offense. Yes. They've uh, two games. They've scored six points in each game, and uh, I don't know if if Kirbyville's the the right place to go for to find your offense, but they're going to have to do what they can to to cobble something together. Orangefield, zero and two. Uh, that's team that we'll we'll kind of know a little bit about them after this week. Is uh, I will. As they'll play Shepherd, Tarkington's two and zero. So uh, just let somebody that break up the Longhorns. Yeah, right. Somebody saw them off or something. In four A Division two, uh, that's the big district. Bridge City's two and zero. Hampshire Finette two and zero. Harden Jefferson zero and two. Jasper two and zero. Liberty zero and two. Sealsby two and zero. West Orange Stark two and zero. And I can tell you, there's a game I'm going to on November third. In Sealsby, Texas, and that's going to be the Sealsby Jasper game. Ken yep. is not going to rope me into doing the Livingston Splendor game. <laughs> I will be going to the Anahuac Tarkington game on Thursday, and then Friday I will be going to the Liberty, or excuse me, the Jasper Sealsby game, and uh, that's going to be my week because Cold Spring will be on the bye week, the week of November 3rd. Not and a we'll bad be, one to hit up. Yeah, we're going to be getting set for the uh, kind of getting set to go into the playoffs. And uh, Sealsby or Jasper? Is, that it's in Sealsby. Okay. So you'll be in Livingston. Yeah. So uh, another place to uh, hit up, Bullet Grill House, 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. Definitely a place you need to come to. Great food. Uh, Lucky 19 Brewery up in here tonight uh, doing uh, some promo stuff. So uh, Bullet Grill House, can't say enough about this place. Yeah. Super I- good. Food's delicious. Uh, beverages, staff is great. And uh, it's a full house here on Wednesday night, and uh, there's room for a few. So if you're tuning in and looking for something to do on a Wednesday night, come see us. And it is about to cool down, I would think, eventually. Uh, yeah. The, the calendar has turned over to September, so they have a back patio out there. In fact, they've got two patios now. 
and uh, it's going to be a lot more fun to be out there here in the next couple of weeks. That's going to do it for segment three here at the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. The Pickham's coming up next on 102.3, The Eagle. Do you have a dream of sitting around and talking about whatever's on your mind? Well, we're here to make that a reality here at Texas Podcast Media. We here are we are here to make your dream a reality. Come in, set up in our studio. We record, we edit, we do all the work, and we upload it to all the feeds. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, we do it all. Let us be your home for your podcasting. For more information, email us at info at texaspodcastmedia.com. Welcome back to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show. Wednesday night, we're here at Bullet Grill House each and every Wednesday night, 6 p.m., kicking this thing off. Good crowd here at Bullet Grill. Great food and uh, great atmosphere, Brian. It is. It really is. It's it's like a a big outdoor party every Wednesday when we come up here. And uh, there's... There's uh, like we said, the bingo's going on. The food is obviously good. Plenty of good drinks to choose from, and so everybody's having a good time. Very good time. I, I enjoy coming here, not just on Wednesday nights, but each and every. You know, the wife and I, we frequent Bullet Grill House. We got some friends come up from Tomball. Uh, they go to their uh, River House up out of Love Lady. They we meet down here for brunch on Sundays, uh, once a month or so. So it, it's a lot of fun, but. We're at everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> and look who's showing up just in time. Chris, you're just in time, buddy. Pick'ems. Just in time. Chris is like, man, he's like, I got dishes. No, I'm back. I'm here. He's like, let me throw these headphones on. He's uh, This is Chris's favorite part of the show. This is the segment I want to run away. And, and Where are you all at? Where, where are we at? I'll bring them next week. I'll bring them next week, I, and I'll get the stats. But Chris – Chris is doing better this year than he has in the past. Yep. No, I, I've got a beat on it this year. You got a beat on it. You've been you've been reading that first week we come in here to do the show. Chris has got newspapers sitting up here, been reading. So uh, had a had a good week in the Pickums last week. Uh, other than the Tarkington game, I, I think I was uh, I was batting uh, about nine hundred on that deal. Okay. So. Uh, on last week's pick them, but I, I'm going to throw it around and I'm going to mix everybody up because there's a few games in here that that really aren't – they're relevant but not relevant. Does that make sense? No, but go ahead. Well, there's, there's a lot – obviously a lot of games. We're in the third week of high school football, but it's like some of those games were so vanilla, it's very easy to pick, mm-hmm. right? So, I went ahead and threw a couple games in here that are not so easy to pick. And the first one we're going to talk about is Belton at Huntsville. And Brian's not going to be able to put any input in there. No, I will I, I will throw this teaser out there. Belton won this game last year. All right. So, as I sit back and I look, there's not a Cold Spring game, there's not a Shepherd game, and there's not a Tarkington game. In the Pickums this week, not a Corgan game. Or so you went, you went hyper local, huh? Yeah, right. yeah, I did. I, I I just broadened it a little bit, you know. Uh, Belton at Huntsville. I'll get it started. Huntsville, ever since their quarterback graduated two years ago, has not been what they used to be. Uh, not that they can't get back to where they were, but I'm going to go with Belton getting the win this week. 
although Huntsville did beat Bryan last week. Hmm. All right. Bryan. You're going to let me go? Okay. Um, I'll go Belton as well with zero input. Zero input. I'm going Huntsville. I think they're, uh, you know, they're not playing in the new stadium yet, but they're, that should be at the end of the month. Dude, the I'm stadium. excited about that new stadium. They say it's, uh, they say it's pretty. I keep hearing the hype about it. It looks exciting. But they're playing at Sam. I mean, that's yeah. It's really nice when you got a college in town that, hey, we, can we buy your stadium because ours isn't quite ready. Well, and, and so a lot of people don't, re- don't understand because Huntsville has been using Sam's Sam Stadium for so long, but – since Sam went Division One or is going Division One, same thing happened up in for uh, Stephenville with Tarleton, right? They were using that college stadium. Since both of those schools went D one and going to what Conference USA is where they're going. Sam is. Sam is. Yeah. I don't know where Tarleton's going, but with them going, they have to make the field the uh, Sam and Tarleton both right. They have to make the field avail- have the field available for the traveling team to have access to the facilities in the field on Friday night. For a walkthrough, yeah. For a walkthrough practices. So with that being said, that's why Huntsville is after all of these years, that's why Huntsville is building a uh, new stadium. Yeah. You know, uh, the school district's gotten away with it for a long time, but now here they are. Because I remember going decades back, and, and you could watch the Hornets play over there at Bowers. Yeah, and, and I love doing games over there. Probably probably one of my more favorite games to do, uh, places to go do a game, is Bowers Stadium. Yeah. So, anyway, that being said, went on a re- I'm taking Huntsville. You got I, Huntsville. I think they're still going to take the W at home. You got Huntsville. I got Belton. Brian's got Belton. Buna on the road at Crockett. Brian? Um, I, I do know this. Coach Ratliff was very impressed with what Buna had. I'm, I'm going to go with them. Uh, they, they seem to have gotten things together since last year. Uh, I know the coaching situation was a little weird, and he kind of took over midway through the season. And well, after three games, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm going to take his advice, and I'll go with the Cougars. I'm going to go along with that. I'm going with Buna. Buna. So I'm going to throw this in there. And oh, now he's got his his now he's got his insight that mm-hmm. he waited to tell us. Well, Crockett's had three head coaches in the last four years, mm-hmm. and. I feel like that the stability there, Brian. You can remember back several years ago, whenever we talked about the Crockett Bulldogs, it was it was tradition and winning history. You had a coach that was there forever, and yeah, there was a ton of athletes that came through that place. The athletes are still there; it's just a different coaching staff, and that's the concern there for me. Um, Crockett hasn't showed me anything yet this year to give me a reason to pick them on this side i'm gonna go with buna and it's i find it crazy that i'm picking buna against crockett <laughs> probably one of the very few times that uh that you'll hear this happen but uh i'm gonna go with buna on this one so uh here's one stretching it out a little bit moving up 19 is uh we got two teams off of highway 19 that okay. we picked huntsville and crockett right that we've talked about Love Lady at Iola. 2A football. Something. Am I going knows. first? I'll go first. I mean, I was going to go Love Lady, but. You just went. So I, just went. I guess I'm going second. There you um, go. Chris, I'll go 
Love Lady, until they show me something different, I will never pick against them. They made a big run in the playoffs last year. They got some great kids there. There's some kids some – They strung together several good years. Cole, there's some kids that lived in Cold Spring that have moved to Love Lady that are, are great rodeo athletes, and, and I follow their mom and, and, and dad are really good people, and uh, I follow them on social media. And, and uh, I know Coach Jim Bird is over there in Love Lady, and uh, I, I like the mess out of Coach Bird. He, he spent several years, a couple years here in Cold Spring, and uh, really got to know him and, and uh, thank, a lot of, thank a lot of the fella. He is originally from Groveton, but his family lives in Love Lady. Now he went back to Love Lady after his one year as AD in Cold Spring. He is not the AD there. He's a coordinator. I'm going to go with Love Lady. I'm with you, love lady all the way. So it's a it's a trifecta. Everybody going love lady over Iola. Let's move on to the next one. College Station AM Consolidated mm. at Lufkin. Okay, I thought I thought it was College Station versus AM Consolidated. Okay, so it's Consol versus Lufkin. Yeah. Am I going first? I'd go first. I'll tell you what. You know, I, I was a – my kids went to Woodlands High School. I was a Woodlands High School fan. They played Lufkin once in a while. And, uh, man, that Lufkin team is tough. Yeah. So, uh, I can't go against them. Uh, they, they, they put up a good, uh, a good battle all the time. So, I'm going to go Lufkin. I do know the Panthers have a very strong running back. Um, and that's, that's about the extent of my Lufkin Panther knowledge. Uh, but they've got a, a running back that's very highly recruited right now. So. I mean, I know you're a big-time sports editor in Polk County, Texas. Yeah, and, and we don't but stretch into Angelina County. You can't County. stretch into Angelina County mm, any? No, no. I'm uh, focused on my six high schools. Um, so I, I would go the, the Panthers way. I look at this, and I'm, I'm going to have to go the opposite direction. Okay. I'm going to go with Consolidated. And uh, just I know the area up there, Brian ISD and uh, College Station ISD, and they're huge. There's a huge amount of kids there. I'm going to go with A&M Consolidated in this one, and this, and, and I may I may lose out because I really don't have a dog in the fight on this one. Mm. But I seen it pop up on my schedule, and I was like, man, this would be a good one throwing the pick'em. So I'm going College Station A&M Consolidated in this one. Last and final game. Number one, Franklin at Die Ball. Mm. Chris. Well, I like Die Ball, but I'm not sure against Franklin. I think I'll take Franklin. If I'm going next, I'm going Franklin. I'm not going to pick against them. Not, you're not picking against them. Mm-mm. Look, I'm going to say this about Die Ball. Die Ball's a good football team. They may have gotten a slow start, and this is going to tell us a lot. Uh, as I go back and, and start preparing to look into my district picks right here in a couple weeks. And uh, I look at this game, and I'm really going to study it and uh, hopefully try to get some film on this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Franklin in this one. I think Dieball is going to hold it close, and I say close, a one-score game. I don't think they're going to play Franklin like Woodville did. And here's why. Uh Coach Morrison is a defensive mastermind. Probably, 
I've said it for a number of years. I feel like Coach Morrison is the best defensive coach in the state of Texas. And that slot T offense that Franklin runs, Morrison spent a number of years behind Barbe uh-huh. here in Cold Spring. And if there's anybody that can coach and stop that slot T, it's going to be Blake Morrison. That's the only holdup that I have and has me kind of thinking that Ball could win this game, and that's why I say it's a one-score game. Franklin's favorite. Chris, we got. I took Franklin. Yeah, you got Franklin. But we got college game day. Oh, yeah, we got our Saturday. Saturday college, a full load. There's some great games today. A and M. You got uh, or tomorrow, right? Playing this Friday. You got A and M. You got the big game of the day. uh, UT and Alabama. It should be a huge showdown there in uh, Tuscaloosa. So, but, uh, yeah, tune in. Come on in. Watch some uh, college football Saturday. If you're not at the high school game tonight, we do have Benny Bryant playing uh, later tonight. If you want to swing in for some live music, we're open to 930. And the good thing about what we're doing here is tonight, I'll have this uploaded to a podcast as well. So, the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Free Game Show, you can uh, find it on Spotify and everything else. You can go in there and find it and listen to this. But, uh, so... I kind of throw it out there early, kind of get some views there, and then we got our viewers or listeners that listen in on Friday night. But uh, I got several platforms that I put that podcast out on and and get people to listen to, so kind of spread the word about Bullet Grill House and uh, what y'all got going. So your concerts that you have Friday night is relevant because this will be on the webs tonight. Yeah, get it out there. Yeah, and then Saturday, great football. And then again, Sunday, NFL Sunday ticket. Come out and watch uh, your favorite team. It, it, they may not be the local team, so we can get any game you want to see. So come on out and watch it. Saturday, as far as college football, it's going to be one of the best weekends of the year. It's There's jam-packed and tons of good games. And I know you guys be the only place that you can watch all of them at once. So it would be a good time to be out here. Great time to come to Bullet Grill House. 401 Highway 156, Point Blank, Texas, is uh, the address of where we're at. Y'all come out here and see the great staff here at Bullet Grill House. And uh, Chris is here each and every day. I think, what, Sundays you try to skip out a little bit? No, I'm here Sundays. You're here Sundays? <laughs> so, I'm a little bit Tuesday mornings I may not be here. That may, that may, if you come in for Tuesday lunch, you may not see me. You may not see Chris on Tuesdays, but he's here every other day. But uh, that's going to be a wrap for week three of the Bullet Grill House High School Sports pregame show for Chris Moran. Brian Besh, I'm Craig Irwin. We'll see you at the game.